Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. All groups of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning, good morning. My name is Pierre Morrow and I'll be bringing you this week's program of Asia Pacific Currents. My teammate Giselle is not here. She's left me again this week once more. I think for the people in Arimelo, it's a beautiful spring day out there. So I think Giselle must have just woken up and said, it's nice sunny there out there. What would I like to do, be in the sun or be in a studio with Pierre? So anyway, that's what happens, folks. But um, anyway, we'll see if we can entice her back next week. But <coughs> sorry about the coughing, but uh, still doesn't want to go away. Um, anyway, um, welcome to Asia Pacific Currents. It's just uh, one minute past nine o'clock. Uh, brought to you, the program is brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links here on your favourite community radio station, 3CR Radio. And um, thanks for another interesting program uh, of Solidarity Breakfast brought to you by Annie and Rebecca uh, this morning. And that music that we're um, listening to, I'm afraid I really had to um, cut it down and and, um, stop it, even though it sounded really, really good and interesting, the lyrics, but um, there was still another seven minutes uh, to go. But it was just across the border from a band called Combat Wombat. So um, look up the Combat Wombat. Combats, I'd say, uh, for the song just across the border. On um, on today's um, program, um, like I said, it's brought to you every week by Australia Asia Workerlings. You can find us, uh, well, our website is still broken, but um, you can find our details there, how to uh, get on to us, or we're on Twitter and Facebook as well, and they're still functioning and we're still updating. On uh, this program, we'll have our usual roundup of news stories um, from the region. We've got quite a few today. And then uh, in the second half of the program, we'll speak to Barman Yusufi, who is a uh, independent Iranian labor activist, about the uh, huge transport uh, or truck driver strike in Iran and other issues that are still happening in Iran. So that'll be in the second half of the program. But um, we we'll, might as well go straight to the news um, roundup. Uh, and the first um, one that we go to is um, that on uh, Tuesday of this week, uh, the 2nd of October, was the designated uh, Global Day of Action for Airline Workers on that day, workers at 48 airports in 13 countries took action to, um, took action to demand fair pay, better conditions and airport safety and security. Workers at all major airports in Australia also took part on these actions uh, last Tuesday. The airports where these actions um, uh, took place represented 36% of global air travel and um, see uh, every day around 4 million uh, passengers. The airline sector is one of the most globally integrated industries in the world and workers have uh, experienced a vicious race to the bottom over the last two decades. Under the guise of efficiency, airports have been privatised, allowing companies to make huge profits while workers' jobs have been contracted out and casualised, resulting in loss of pay and worsening job conditions. So 
I'm sure, um, as uh, regular listeners would know, um, this is a, an issue that um, is uh, continuing. I'm sure there'll be further actions in the future. And um, we stay here in Australia, where um, four Australians have been blacklisted by the Philippine government. Now, in the, um, in the last week, the Philippine government's um, declared that uh, Bishop Antonio Ablon, uh, quite a prominent member of the independent uh, Filipino church, was a member of the outlawed New People's Army, um, which uh, basically is, is really uh, tantamount to say that he now uh, is uh, in danger of his life from the death squads. Um, and so this week, four Australians were also blacklisted. One of them, uh, Gil Bohiringa, was actually stopped and detained at the Philippine International Airport in Manila upon arrival before being deported back to Australia. The other three um, persons blacklisted are Len Cooper, Peter Murphy and Peter Brock, who um, have all now all been barred from entering the Philippines. All four are long-time labour and human rights uh, activists with a long history of solidarity with Filipino people and organisations. This latest crackdown is a response to the growing opposition to the authoritarian and murderous rule of President Duterte and an attempt to stifle voices of dissent. And I'm sure it's not going to work and uh, more power to the activists fighting President Duterte. And um, we remain in the in the Philippines, as um, where at the end of last week in the uh, Maricana in Maricana locality, production of the main cigarette company uh, of Philip Morris ground to a halt as hundreds of workers walked out on indefinite strike. The um, the reason for the walkout is the brutal union busting that Philip Morris has engaged in the last couple of months. The company recently sacked 90 union members at its vegan plant and another 220 at this um, uh, main Marikina factory. At the same time, it has announced that it will um, sell its vegan plant to a third entity while it has recently um, hired 100 workers at its non-unionized plant in uh, St. Thomas, Batangas. So the strike is currently um, continuing as we go to air. Hey, this is Nick from Pinar. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. This is James Henry here, and you're listening to 3CR, 8.55am, and digital streaming on 3cr.org.au. We now go to South Korea where two um, workers, uh, this is uh, an item that we brought to you um, before in, in the past, but two workers wrongfully dismissed from Starflex, um, a fine tech um, a manufacturing company, have been holding a sit-in demonstration on top of a smokestack in Seoul, the capital of South Korea, in support of their jobs and union, and union rights. Now, as of October the 1st, um, so just a few days ago, these um, two workers have clocked up 324 days living on a small ledge of a, of a smokestack 75 metres up above ground. 
they've had to endure temperatures as low as minus 20 in winter as well as high of as 40 degrees in summer. The um, workers are Hong Ji Tak, um, and uh, union activist and former leader of the of that union chapter, and Secretary General Park Jun Ho, and both members of the Korean Metal Workers Union. Again, this is just uh, an incredible and heroic uh, effort uh, at um, at taking action. Now, whether or not. Uh, taking such um, uh, actions on top of the smokestack um, works or, or, or not, uh, it's another issue, but it's certainly um, quite a prominent uh, uh, thing in South Korea. A lot of people know about it, and there's been a number of uh, um, de- support demonstrations for these workers, so quite a heroic struggle, really. Um, we now go to India, where we've got two, um, two stories um, the first one is really quite a sad one uh, regarding manual scavengers in India. In a suspected case of death due um, because of man- due to the workers' manual scavenging, two men, uh, Padayappa and Nagesh, were killed in an incident at the Exide Batteries Factory in Chikurukap, Napali village in western Tamil Nadu last week. Now, Exide Industries is a battery manufacturer that employs over 3,000 workers over a continuous 24-hour basis. The, uh, the two men who were on night duty um, went inside the main septic tank to clean it, but were quickly overcome by toxic fumes. The, t- the two workers had not been supplied with safety gear and were actually employed by a subcontracting company. So Exide Industries saying it's actually not their fault. Um, this is obviously something that all over the world workers um, can relate to the, the use of uh, subcontracting uh, companies to evade responsibilities and to destroy our wages and conditions. But um, the really sad part about this story is that um, uh, manual scavenging, uh, in theory or legally, has actually been banned uh, in India since 1993, and a further tarting of the legislation was passed in 2013. But so this is a, a, a um, an activity manual scavenging, i.e., of cleaning septic tanks uh, and sewers, um, is illegal. Um, almost eight, one thousand eight hundred workers have been have been killed cleaning sewers and septic tanks since the passing of the two thousand and thirteen amendment. So it's a huge number. It's 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 really uh, a mass murder of of workers that's uh, continuing. It's quite incredible. Uh, in another in another case where workers are fighting um, fighting back, the um, uh, about uh, almost 800 permanent workers of the Yamaha India company, uh, located again uh, in southern India near Chennai, so it's a motorbike company, have been on strike since September 20th after two of their co-workers were summarily dismissed for participating in union activities. These two workers had registered a union and had given the company a charter of demands. The, some of the main demands uh, of the workers was for secure jobs, uh, as the company had, had employed a large number of contract workers and refused to make them permanent. In addition, workers also wanted a pay rise uh, to be treated with respect, as well as the right to undertake union activities. Last Tuesday, 
uh, as the workers were demonstrating outside the Kanchipuram bus terminus uh, and nearby city to Chennai, police moved in and arrested around 600 of these workers. So they must have um, arrested most of the demonstration, really. Um, the good news is that the workers have not been intimidated and the strike is continuing as we go to air. You got to remember, Nanox is a special day for us, fellas. Reminder who we are. Every year for NAIDOC Week, 3CR Community Radio gives voice to our Indigenous brothers and sisters through Beyond the Bars, Australia's only live prison broadcast. I am a black, black man. NAIDOC means a lot to me. It's about identity and also about past and present. NAIDOC means a lot to me for my family and my people. And the people forgetting about our rights. You can access audio from current and past Beyond the Bars broadcasts via the 3CR website. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars and either listen to or download audio from Australia's only live prison broadcasts. Happy night off! We've got a couple of uh, news items to go. We go to West Asia. We're in, we're in another example of the continuing crackdown against opposition forces in Turkey. Three prominent journalists, Ahmet Altan, Mehmet um, Altan and Nazli Ilch- Ilchak, um, and three others had their life sentences confirmed. Last um, Tuesday, Turkey's appeal court once again found these journalists guilty of belonging to forces that are enemies of the Turkish state and of aiding the attempted 2016 military coup. Local and international labour and human rights groups see these measures as arbitrary and claim that the government is using the coup of tent as a pretext to silence all opposition in the country. And just as an example of the uh, atrocious conditions for workers in Turkey, a recently released study on the occupational health and safety situation in Turkey has catalogued that the almost 22,000 workers have been killed in work-related accidents in the country since the ruling Justice and Development Party, uh, the one uh, um, headed by President uh, Erdogan, came to power 16 years ago. This puts Turkey as uh, Europe's uh, worst uh, country in terms of occupational-related uh, facilities. And um, it actually works out with a staggering four workers being killed at the workplace every day in Turkey each day for the last 16 years. Quite an incredible um, statistic and, and really, again, uh, can only be um, catalogued as, as mass, um, continuing mass murder. And um, we now, as last um, item, we go to Palestine. We're in a rare show of unity since 1948. Palestinians across the occupied territories stage a large-scale strike on Monday, October 1st, with the participation of millions of Palestinians. The main reason was to protest against uh, Israel's nation, new nation-state law, but also to expre- express widespread grievances against the so-called deal of the century um, in terms of the peace process that never uh, goes anywhere and the imminent demolition of the Bedouin village of Khan al-Hamar. The day of the strike also coincided with the anniversary of the beginning of the Second Intifada in, the, in 2000. 
Now, the political significant aspect of this strike was that it was not organized by the PLO or Hamas, but was actually organized by the High Follow-Up Committee for Arab Citizens of Israel. Now, this show of unity between the Palestinians living in Israel and those of the occupied territories um, may be incredibly significant in re-establishing unity among the various Palestinian organizations. So we'll really have to watch this space to see um, what what happens and solidarity with our sisters and brothers in Palestine. And of course, after Asia-Pacific Currents, you can uh, uh, listen to more Palestinian news with a program called Palestine Remembered. It's just on uh, 16 past 9 o'clock here on Asia-Pacific Currents, uh, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links on your favourite community radio station, 3CR Radio. We'll now go to a couple of committee announcements and we'll be back with uh, uh, Barman uh, Yusufi talking about the continuing labour uh, actions, demonstration and strikes in Iran. We jail black males in Australia nationally at a rate five times greater than apartheid South Africa jailed black males in 1993. The suicide and self-harm rates are the highest in the world and the life expectancy gap is the biggest in the first world. You know, Australians don't like hearing the truth about how bad things are, but the more we resolve from it, the longer this is going to continue. Black fella, white fella, it doesn't matter what you colour. Mainstream media is not interested in this stuff. It doesn't find space to talk truthfully and deeply about issues that affect all Australians. The only place predominantly you will find that with any real depth is on community radio and 3CR has been one of the great leaders in that. So if people are wondering where they should spend their hard-earned cash, I would suggest 3CR is a bloody good place to start. What your name is, we got the hell. Lots of changes, we need more brothers. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. That's right, uh, 3CR Radio, the voice of dissent. And where else can you hear these uh, views um, apart from uh, 3CR Radio? And as I um, uh, announced before the break, I was just better say it's uh, 18 past 9 o'clock uh, here. Um, I'm very uh, fortunate to um, to be able to bring you um, uh, an interview with uh, Barman Yusufi, who is an ind- uh, independent Iranian labour activist here in Melbourne, about the ongoing um, huge uh, demonstrations and actions in um, Iran. Um, good morning, uh, Barman. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Thank you. Uh, I'm I'm great. Um, now, um, some people may um, not um, be aware that um, in uh, Iran right now there is a uh, huge um, strike and uh, demonstrations um, by uh, truck drivers um, throughout Iran, um, throughout all all the cities. Can you give us um, an update of uh, what is happening? How big is that, and the reasons for these um, these actions by the truck drivers in Iran? Yeah, during this year, this is third time 
uh, this uh, action taking place. Uh, now there is a two months ago, the second one, uh, when drivers and the owner of the trucks on the strike, government promised them to, you know, prevail their demand. But the government failed to promise, you know, they were to be, uh, also prevail the truck drivers' uh, demand. That's why uh, the truck drivers and the owners of trucks are, you know, get sick of the old you know, government promise and didn't do anything. They they come back, and this time uh, more stronger and with more uh, demands. Uh, just I want to mention it's just not only the uh, truck drivers. They also uh, some of these independent uh, truck owners are taking part with these uh, truck drivers, and that's almost 600,000 uh, truck drivers are now on the strike. That means almost uh, around 300,000 uh, trucks are now off the road. It means uh, transporting uh, section in Iran now completely, completely uh, you know, failed and closing down. There's nothing happening. They, uh, people talking, they say there is no goods, nothing in the market. The market are all of the market, vegetable market, meat market, clothing, everything are closed down and nothing. You can't find anything in the, in the cities because of this uh, huge strike. And uh, this is uh, very successful against the government. I think um, the government, for example, they promised to bring down the uh, price of the tire and the spare part, but they didn't do. They didn't uh, promise they uh, they were. They uh, also that's uh, they this driver have a, having 15 uh, demands, which is uh, one of them. For example, they want to increase their wages. Another one, they want to uh, bring down the price of the spare part mechanic and repair and also uh, they want to uh, bring down the price of the premium insurance very 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 higher yes and, uh, from from what you say i mean the, the fact there's six hundred thousand truck drivers on strike i mean it's it's massive and um from what you say obviously the economic conditions that they work under uh, are terrible but of, of course over the last a few months there have been other major demonstrations and actions and we've, we've really seen um, a number of towns um, really erupt in mass demonstrations which would show that the the living conditions the the, the exploitation the poverty for a lot of, of workers in Iran is quite bad it is very bad I'm just before the other one the regional town I mentioned just at the moment, as you mentioned, the whole uh, uh, country, about 80, 82 to 83 million people are on resistance against the government because of the, you know, the very severe and harsh economic uh, situation in Iran. No job, uh, you know, unemployment, people taking their kids from the school, they can't send it because they, they are, simply they can't buy the clothes and stationery for the kids. This, and, uh, for example... The sugar cane, nearly three, four thousand uh, 
uh, sugar came on a strike at the moment. The steel manufacturing, you know, the petroleum manufacturing, they're all in a strike. The teachers, students, and these dri- the 600,000 uh, truck drivers. And all of them are, they are supporting each other. But for the, uh, for that, uh, that's what happened last month, they, uh, because uh, what's happened, the Iranian government executed three political prisoners from the Kurdish region, which is uh, Ramin Hossein Panahi, Iqbal, and uh, Zanyar Muradi. They are uh, uh, three political prisoners. And uh, also, uh, Islamic Republic of Iran, they bombarded the uh, Kurdish opposition headquarters in north, uh, in the north of Iraq. And also, <clears throat> uh, another reason for this strike is opposition to the government policy on economic and situation on Western provinces, which is mainly Kurdish people, Kurdish-speaking uh, language. And also, another one, because the policy of the government on that region are very harsh, very severe. There is very, a little, a little economic, a little uh, maybe uh, very, very little uh, uh, unemployment, you know, uh, employment and everything. And also, very ordinary. This uh, the border guard killing the traders. Traders go in, in uh, both sides of the border of Iran and Iraq to uh, make business. They're killing them. This is all of these things happening, and that's why uh, the uh, people decided to have a massive strike, and they're closing down a lot of things, a lot of cities, maybe more than 30, 40 cities there, and even villages. They completely shut down the market, all the city, the car didn't move, everything, people didn't come out of their home, and that was a huge successful. It was more from north. Uh, northwest to, to the west of Iran. And also they have a support of other Iran, other cities like Tehran, Bahan, and Tabriz, and those things as well. And also they had a support from the outside uh, as well. This is what they was a very blow to the government. Mm. And um, this is what happened in just last month. Yeah, I mean, you've given a very good description of not only the the size of the issue, but also the the widespread opposition to the the policies of the government and how bad the situation is. That that really, we've only got about three minutes to to go, unfortunately. But in terms of of what they're doing, I mean, obviously, here in Australia, we hardly ever hear about. The, the, the struggle of the normal um, working people in uh, in Iran. And the Iranian government is quite a brutal government. We've brought a lot of information here in this program, how many people they've arrested and, and killed of labor activists. Um, how do you see the situation developing? And is this movement um, able to organize and cooperate uh, nationally within Iran? Do you, do you think it'll keep growing over the next uh, 12 months? I think if, uh, this is the continuation of the 12 months ago, the last year uh, uprising, popular uprising. And now people are more braver and people are more uh, straight against the government. They're not scared, and they have a very right policy, you know, a very clear policy. The, the aim, the target is just bring down the government, because this government is not a people government and is not working for the people. And that's only people for themselves, fighting between them, the government factions, uh, factions and those ones 
uh, they uh, taking the money and stealing the money of the uh, people's money and putting their pocket and spending somewhere else. That's why is uh, yeah, it is very hard. Uh, uh, every day they killing in, in uh, killing people uh, in a prison uh, with uh, with many different things. And also there is no job. Every day they closing even the government closing all of the manufacturing. You know that there is no. They're telling them there is no job for you. Just uh, encouraging people, you know, to austerity. They say, yeah, in the austerity is the best uh, option at this time. And uh, um, people are fed up, and they want to really to get rid of regime and um, bring a new. But mostly people are they talking at, at this time? They talking. They want a democratic and a uh, democratic uh, government, a people government to look after the people. Uh, to make a job, to create a job for the people. We can certainly um, share with the uh, with um, with the with the wishes and and certainly the the right for all workers, for their communities and for their families to live a life of of dignity, of of respect, and not to live in in poverty. So, um, um, Baman, thank you for the for the interview, and um, uh, we can certainly uh, offer our our solidarity to you and all your activists, both uh, inside and outside Iran. Who, who are fighting for, for all workers. So um, thank you very much. Thank you very much. You have a good day. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And um, you were just uh, listening to um, Bauman Yusufi, who is an independent Iranian labor activist, giving us a, an update at the um, massive um, um, uh, labor uh, um, activities. First of all, there was the the massive truck driver strike, which involves around six hundred thousand uh, truck drivers, and all the all the trucks are off the road. And then also all the various um, uh, um, cities and towns uprising and all the other uh, demonstrations happening in other workplaces in Iran. So certainly in solidarity, we're in solidarity with our sisters and brothers in, in Iran. But that's really all the time we, we have got for you today. Um, my name is Pierre Morrow. Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you every week by Australia Asia Workerlings. We'll be back again next week here on your favourite community radio station, uh, 3CR Radio. It's just on 9 o'clock and it's time for Palestine Remembered. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.